Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. From the WEEI studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Red Sox Review, live from Fenway Park. Cooper Boardman, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Sox and Rays postponed tonight. They will be uh, two tomorrow. One on Sunday, and then the actual makeup of tonight's game for you on Monday, 4.05 p.m. So that was uh, scheduled to be an off day. It is no longer an off day. And uh, we will still get four games in between these two AL East teams. And, uh, again, uh, talking a little bit of everything. Red Sox, sure. We can do Celtics. We can do Bruins, Patriots, whatever you want to do. 617-779-7937. Again, text line 37937. Got the calls. We keep on going. Wally, one of our favorites, live from Fall River. Wally, you are on the air. Thanks for holding on, man. Yeah, what's up, Coop? Uh, rainy night in Boston, but uh, right now I'm watching SmackDown. I'm waiting for uh, the Roman Reigns celebration. But as far as the Red Sox, you look at Tristan Cassis, he's really struggled. I mean, you still got four months of the season left. You just got to keep him in that lineup. You can't put two with Turner. I don't care who's on the mound. If you're going to knock the puss on the mound, you got to keep him in that lineup so we can fight his way out of this. But uh, as far as sale goes, it's very disheartening. I mean, we've handled this guy with kid gloves, and uh, this happens. But we, I know you and Bradford were talking before earlier about aces. There's really no hate. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to get healthy pitches nowadays. They all seem to come up with some kind of problem. I mean, everybody's a five-inning pitches. If you don't have a strong bullpen, you know, you're, you're really up the creek. But uh, we have a bunch of five-inning pitches. That's about it. Nobody that can take stuff, stop bleeding, stop losing streaks, pitch a couple of games with eight innings, you know, to give your bullpen a rest. But uh, it's curious to see how high in bloom uh, responds to all of this now with sale. If he's going to try and get a picture, just go with what we have. Yeah, well, Wally, and I appreciate your call as always. Let us know how SmackDown goes too. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Text line three seven nine three seven. Few things there, you know. So, and Wally makes the point, and it is astute. 
everybody's a five-inning pitcher. And he's talking about the Red Sox. I think you could look at every team in baseball, save for a very select few, and say, yeah, everybody's a five-inning pitcher. That's what that's what this is now. And the thought behind it, of course, is you get to the third time through the order, and uh, you know, and and the numbers go up, and the the guys on the other side get a chance to see you, and they hit the balls harder, and and that's kind of why. And we've seen that play itself out, you know, sometimes with Tanner Houck, sometimes with Garrett Whitlock, and, and again, it is I'm using those two guys for the Red Sox, you know, as examples, but that's true across baseball. I think what's interesting, and this is really not a point about right now for these Red Sox, is. Industry-wise, I've had this conversation with a lot of different people in clubhouses and in baseball. Industry-wise, we don't make pitchers anymore that are, are destined to go deep into games. They're not asked to do it. So, of course, that nobody can go longer than five innings consistently. Of course, there are very few guys outside of the elite, elite, elite guys that can do it. You know, the Shane McClanahan's of the universe, the you know Garrett Cole for what he's done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't ask guys to do that as they come up. We don't ask them to do that in college. We don't ask them to do it in the minor leagues. We don't uh, we don't put them together that way. We don't. Uh, we we just don't do it. And so when they get to the major leagues, of course there are no five guys that go longer than five innings. They've ne- they've never. The, you're asking them to to pass a test that that's never been put in front of them. No study material. Anything. Again, that doesn't fix uh, any of the problems right now. But I I think it's a good point. I, I do think that I wonder if at a certain point, either a it swings back the other way just kind of naturally, or B, and this is something that has been floated, and they're doing it, uh, something kind of to this effect in the Atlantic League, that they want guys to go longer. And I think the Atlantic League rule right now that Major League Baseball is is trying out is if you don't go five innings, uh, you lose your DH. It's something to that effect. It penalizes you for that. And so maybe baseball at some point will try to take that back the other way, and I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. But Hey, you know what? I mean, shoot, the the team on uh, the other point of the part of this is if you have your best stuff on a given day, if a pitcher has his best stuff, if it is, you know, the seven innings that we saw from from Garrett Whitlock earlier on this year, if it's what we've seen from Chris Sale at certain I mean, that, that, that I'm thinking about the seven innings that sailed through in San Diego, you know, a few weeks ago. If if you have your best stuff on a day, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. It doesn't matter if you get a third time through the order as much. And I think uh, the Rays, the team that plays, uh, well, was supposed to play here tonight, would, would tell you that too, that taking Blake Snell out of that game, the game, that World Series game, is something that forever, and it is them being deathly true to their analytics, but, uh, you know, something that they would regret for a very, very long time. So, you know, again, it's just, some some food for thought on kind of where the industry is at and yeah Wally's right everybody is a five inning pitcher and it doesn't fix tomorrow it doesn't fix the next few months but I think that is something to keep in your mind kind of as you watch baseball over the next you know few years we've made changes in this game you know to 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 make it faster and in everyone in the universe outside of a few curmudgeons who need to go home and get life uh you know everybody says it's better it is and it Maybe something like that is something that we'll look back on and say, yeah, this was better, that, that we have somehow made teams you know, value the starting pitcher uh, a little bit more.
That's the point. Uh, Red Sox review rolling along tonight, 617-779-7937. The text line at 37937. Again, I see the text. Uh, we're, we're taking you up till 10 p.m., so we'll get to those uh, in a little bit. Cooper Boardman here with you. We're live from Fenway Park. Red Sox and Rays have been postponed. A 4.05 start on Monday after a doubleheader tomorrow. One more on Sunday. But uh, call lines are rolling. We keep on popping. We've got George live in New Hampshire. George, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, you know, I was thinking uh, now that Chris, uh, unfortunately, that happened again. But uh, you know, I know I heard the conference, and I it just kind of sucks. But I just don't understand what why they don't keep Nathan Ibaldi. He's doing great. I think he was good for the team. You know? Yeah, I, I think you said Nathan Ivaldi there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's hindsight here, right? That, you know, that I think what they thought in his age 33 season after, you know, after an ERA up near four is that they were not going to pay him the way that the Rangers paid him. Does that make sense? Well, but that's uh, what that's the climate around baseball these days. You take your chances, and uh, you know what I mean? He would have been a second great starter between behind uh, Chris Sale, as far as I'm concerned, you know? Yeah, no, and, and George, I, I appreciate it. And, I, you know, I, I think it's, it, you know, to be honest about it, just sitting here on a day where on, on June the 2nd, you know, Nathan Avaldi and Michael Waka were named the, the American League and National League Pitchers of the Month for May. I mean, it's a joke that writes its, that writes itself, and and you understand it. And, and you know, these guys were in the Red Sox rotation, and and they did not get from you know, and it's not that Evaldi and Waka weren't weren't good, but they just didn't get what these guys were, you know, over the last month, really, with any sort of you know longevity uh, over the course of last year. And this team had, you know, again. The, the problem with last year was not those guys. It was just kind of the guys behind them and the cumulative effect of that on an offense, on a starting pitching staff and all of that. But I, I understand it. And I think, you know, for the Red Sox, it was, you know, belief that Corey Kluber would come back, that Garrett Whitlock would, would be the guy that they think of. And I think this takes it into a little bit of a larger point here where, you know, Brad Foe and I were just talking about this. Who's next? You know, who's the guy that that can step up and carry this mantle if Chris Sale is out for any extended period of of time? And okay, so you kind of go through, right? Sale uh, on the shelf. Then it's Kluber, Whitlock, Bayo, Paxton, Pavetta, Hauk, Crawford, <laughs> and so on, and so on. And, I, you know, somebody just texted this in here about, you know, uh, talking about Cutter Crawford having the starter stuff to move him into the rotation. I think that's really interesting, honestly, because he does have starter stuff. Like, Cutter Crawford at some point is going to be a major league caliber starter, and the Red Sox have kicked his can down the road by moving him into the bullpen and so on and so on. But... Like his stuff is good enough to be a starters, and he was one of the guys that got got the move and and all that because it was one of the easier choices that they can make and turn him into as high quality of a reliever as humanly possible. But if you're really sitting here and you're thinking we want to win games now, and and the Red Sox have won games with Chris Sale as kind of their their stopper uh, every five days, like who's going to be that guy? I'm not saying Cutter Crawford's going to turn into your ace immediately. 
but it is tantalizing to imagine that you could move him back. The problem is, is it's hard to move a guy back, and he has not been a starting pitcher since April 17th, and at that point he was a bulk reliever. He hasn't started a game since April 9th. It's hard to move guys back the other way, and, and I, I don't know where I have talked to guys that have just been that that you know, are swearing under their breath. I'm not saying this about Cutter Crawford to be very clear, but I, I have talked to guys, AAA, Major League level, all of the above, that the the moving between uh, you know the the rotation and the bullpen is a problem for them. It makes them worse. It it takes them out of routine, and they just don't flat out feel like they can do it. I've also talked to guys who say, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't matter to me at all. I don't know where Cutter Crawford falls into that. I think, I guess we know where Nick Pavetta, based on what he said, it, well, fits into that. Um, but I think, you know, you have to look at him as the person and where he's at right now, and I, I'm just, I, I don't sit next to him every day in the bullpen the way that these coaches do. They're going to have to make that choice based on that information. But I will say this about him this stuff is so good. This stuff is major league starter stuff. It is long, uh, major league starter stuff with longevity. And so if you're looking for a situation where the Red Sox want to win right now, it's not, uh, again, I, I think that he is he's a worthy candidate, and that's before you even begin the conversation um, about Nick Pavetta and Corey Kluber. You know, I, again, Pavetta, and Will Fleming said this earlier, it's true, he's like, Pavetta's a really good reliever. I mean, he might be a good starter, but his stuff is so good and has long been so good, the way he grades out and the quality, you know, and with a little bit of added velo, what he can do out of the bullpen uh, is a weapon, and you've got a few guys like that, but... Still, somebody's got to take the ball to start the game. And, um, you know, I Corey Kluber just has not been the strike-throwing machine that he was last year. And if, he's, if he can't throw strikes consistently, then you have to start to have that conversation about the rest of these guys. And, again, I, I really do think just being here and seeing it, that, that Cutter, it, it, Cutter Crawford is, is very much a, a big part of that conversation. Uh, okay, Red Sox review rolling along tonight. Fenway Park, uh, we were postponed tonight. Red Sox and Rays, 617-779-7937. Text line open as well at 37937. Uh, we'll get to a break here. Stiz has your trending on the other side. And then, of course, we'll take your calls and your text as well. We take you up till 10 p.m. tonight on a rainy night at Fenway Park. Back in a moment on WEEI. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Red Sox were scheduled to take on the Tampa Bay Rays tonight at Fenway. However, that game has been delayed due to the rain. The team will make up tonight's game Monday night at 4 p.m. They'll be back at Fenway tomorrow for game two of the four-game series. First pitch at 1.10 p.m. Chris Sale was placed on the 15-day IL with shoulder soreness Friday, a day after he exited his start against the Cincinnati Reds. An exact timeline of his return has not been announced. The Denver Nuggets took Game 1 of the NBA Finals in Denver, beating Miami Heat 104-93. The two teams will stay in Denver for Game 2 of the series, which will go down this Sunday night. Tip-off at 8 p.m. And Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals will start tomorrow night at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, where the Florida Panthers will take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Puck drops at 8 p.m. The Vegas Knights, coached by former Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Welcome back. Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman with you. We're live from Fenway Park tonight. Rainy Fenway Park. Red Sox and Rays postponed. So we'll get a doubleheader tomorrow. That was a scheduled doubleheader. And we'll have uh, Sunday and uh, the, the, the regular game. And then Monday, which was supposed to be an off day, is now a game day. The Red Sox and Rays will make today's game up at 4.05 p.m. on Monday. Get your tickets. Get ready for it, whatever it is. Uh, Red Sox Review 617-779-7937. Text line open as well at 37937. We've talked Red Sox, some Celtics. We can we can do it all here tonight. On, uh, again, there, not, not too much Red Sox to review. But, again, if you just joined us, and we know this, that uh, Chris Sale is going to the injured list. Uh, came out yesterday with left shoulder soreness. That is now officially, officially official. Uh, left shoulder inflammation, which is a roundabout way, way of saying we don't uh, quite exactly know what it is. And they've done some tests, and they're going to do some more tests and, and, and all of that. Just the, the, the information, so he had an MRI and a CT. Uh, they're looking over it right now, and they're going to need to do a few more tests before some kind of definitive answer. And, again, obviously – had they looked at the MRI and the CT and said, oh, that, there's nothing, it's, it's ho-hum. And again, I'm not going to pretend and play doctor or anything like that, but uh, had they said, all right, he's good to go, we'd be feeling a lot different than we are sitting here on this Friday night, you know, waiting to find out uh, more. You know, a, a few things, and we'll, we'll hear from Chris Hale a little bit later on one more time. Uh, he doesn't think it's anything that's going to require a procedure. It's just a, a time deal. And uh, they were just really not particularly able to give us anything definitive uh, about it because they don't have anything definitive uh, yet. And I, I do respect the fact that he went up there and talked today and that he you know, told us what he knew. And, and again, we'll, we'll go from there. And there are a few things here. Uh, 
you know, I, I just was kind of sitting here uh, a moment ago thinking around baseball and thinking about the teams that have had injuries like this. And I'm, I'm going to just for the sake of this conversation call Chris Sale the ace of the Red Sox pitching staff because for, for the last, you know, four or five weeks, he has been exactly that. He was absolutely – he was one of the best pitchers in baseball in the month of May. There's really no way around that. You know, there, there are a few guys that did what he did. The ERA was, I think, two two five off the top of my head, and that doesn't even factor in the great start that he had at the end of April to carry it in. You just kind of – I mean, I, I'm thinking about the feeling that I had sitting right here at Fenway Park before last night. Ah, Chris Sale's on the mound tonight. You know, that's a tough couple games against the Reds. You know, one that you certainly should have won, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. And now coming into Thursday, all right, Chris Sale's on the mound. This is going to be all right. And he gave up, you know, some hard contact uh, early in the outing, kind of fought his way through it, and, and then obviously exits. And now all of a sudden you don't get to have that feeling before that game, right? You don't get to have the, okay, well, Chris is on the mound today. That's going to fix it. And... Thinking around baseball here, right, so the the Mariners lost Robbie Ray. That's significant, but that's not even their ace. That's, you know, Luis Castillo is probably their ace, and they've kind of created another one in George Kirby, and Logan Gilbert is also outstanding in their rotation. They have depth. But they lost a guy that is ace level, they would tell you, and now they sit here just two above 500. They have not really played, and we saw them here they have not really played with any definitive consistency this year because it, it, it's hard when you lose a guy like that. You know, uh, the Rangers, they lost Jake Odorizzi. I'm not saying that's an ace. That's just one of the, the, the few kind of big arm injuries lost for a season. Uh, you know, the Rockies lost Herman Marquez, who really is their ace. and He's outstanding. And so now all of a sudden, you know, they really don't have a guy that they can turn to every five days. Their record ref- reflects all of that. And I would even say the Dodgers, who lost Walker Bueller for the year already, have really felt the effects of it. And there's a reason why the Dodgers, who we think about as kind of the gold standard in baseball in a lot of ways, and certainly in the National League, are sitting here right now staring up at, at the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, you know, for the majority of the year. And I think, you know, uh, after they'll play later tonight, the Dodgers against the, the Yankees, they've kind of worked their way back into uh, a fight in that NL West. I think they're tied. Yeah, they are. They're tied with the D-backs for first place. But this is not, you know, at, at what right now is 11 over for them, the, the dominant kind of runaway train. And so, again, when you lose a guy like that, it doesn't matter who you you are as a team, it's just really, really hard to fill that void. And and you would argue probably the only teams, the the only team in baseball really that has been able to fill that void of a big-time starter going down to this point, and you can say unequivocally, oh, they they weathered that storm. It's going to be, it's been fine so far at least, are the team that is in here tonight and over the next few days in the Tampa Bay Rays. They lost Jeffrey Springs for the year to Tommy John. They lost Shane Baz, and I think this was before the year. If you don't know who Shane Baz is, he's one of their best prospects. He's he really does have a chance to be one of the better pitchers in baseball uh, over the course of the next few years as he comes back. They lost both those guys, and they really haven't missed as much of a beat. Now, Springs was uh, you know, not, not something that they could plan for necessarily, but... 
it's just uh, it, it, it's hard. It's just it's really hard to navigate through. And unless you're the Rays, which is a team that is kind of like this plug and play, and and we're going to develop guys, you know, from from bottom up and, and have equal trust in all of them over time. It's just not really a model to follow. And so for the Red Sox to lose Chris Sale, I think that you know that has potential to put you in the same category. As what all those teams, Mariners, Rangers, Rockies, Dodgers doesn't mean you can't fight through it. Dodgers, all of what I just said there are still tied for first place in their division. The Rangers are the best surprise team in baseball, but it's a it's a big fight. You know, your your fight becomes that much harder when you don't have a guy like Chris Sale coming out of the mound uh, every five days. Again, Red Sox review. We're live from Fenway Park. Red Sox and Rays. If you've just tuned in, uh, we're postponed tonight. 405 start on Monday, so it was going to be an off day is now uh, going to be uh, a, a game here at Fenway. So, uh, again, 405 start between the Sox and the Rays. Um, I, I, I do want to play Chris Sale one more time. and I, I know we, we took it live pregame. That's a few hours ago. And, and for those who have not heard it, I think it is worth hearing for a few reasons. And if you've heard it once, I think it's also worth hearing again because – this is a guy that has fought a long way to get back here, has been really good over the last you know five, six starts since he's gotten back here. And uh, it's one thing for me to talk about it. It's one thing for you to call about it and text about it, as we have done all night long here. I think it's another thing to hear from him about it as he tries to fight his way through this and figure out what's going on. So um, we'll play it. Chris Sale talking earlier today. This was about an hour before scheduled first pitch, so right around 6, 6 p.m. Chris Sale uh, on uh, on what's going on with that shoulder. Um, so I got something going on with my shoulder, obviously. Um, still have some things that I have to kind of go through to kind of finalize what what the deal is but um you know obviously a hit nonetheless so for me i i got mri ct scan i think they're kind of looking over those right now um I think I have a couple more tests I have to go through until we can kind of give a, you know, definitive answer. Um, but still, obviously not, not, not the situation you want to be in for sure. Did you uh, feel it in that start, or any leading up to it at all, in the bullpen, or any any other time, or was it just in the start? It was just during the start. Um, first inning was was great. Um, second inning is kind of when it started happening third inning was not very good and then that fourth inning was just kind of that was the one that did it in yeah yeah so the description of it is inflammation it's just kind of a placeholder for your yeah I, I didn't I didn't want to you know just kind of completely leave you guys in the dark I owe it to you guys I owe it to our fans um at least show face. Obviously, I wasn't here last night. I didn't want me overshadowing a good win. You know, our bullpen doing a hell of a job. Uh, Kike having a big night. We, you know, that was a, that was a good win after a pretty tough stretch. So, um, I wanted to at least come out here today and, and talk to you guys and, and give you a little bit of information. But 
Um, unfortunately, that's all I have is a little bit of inflammation. Look at that uh, information. So um, I would I would say sometime next week, five, six, seven days. I talked to some of the doctors, and they said at least within the next week we'll know more. Um, and I mean, you guys know me. As soon as I find something out, I'll be sitting right here in front of you guys, giving you guys what you need to what you guys need to know and, and more information on this. Um, you know, I got nothing to hide at this point. You guys know. So um, I want to do right, obviously, by the team and by the doctors, but I also owe it to you guys and our fans as well to, um, you know, keep you informed and give you the information you guys deserve. Chris, just, just the way you've been throwing the ball the last few weeks, now how much tougher does that make this right now? Yeah, it sucks. You know, I was, I was actually kind of getting used to sitting in front of you guys talking about good stuff you know it's it's been a rocky road um i felt like i was over the hump i really did i felt like i was back to being myself um you know for something like this to happen just, just obviously deflating some of Chris Sale uh, from earlier on today, uh, Red Sox review tonight from Fenway Park. Cooper Boardman with you, 617-779-7937, the text line 37937. I, I just I thought it was important to play, honestly. Just if you hadn't heard it yet, just to hear it in his voice and a, a dude that has sat up and just flat out taken it, right? I mean, you know... Uh, you call in, you're frustrated, I get on the air, I'm frustrated, right? I mean, nobody wants him to be in this situation, but I don't think as a human being that, you know, to hear him say it's tough to be a disappointment again, that you can't help but but feel something for him. It doesn't fix the Red Sox rotation, you know, that, that, that you know, the void that it leaves. It doesn't fix uh, what they're going to do over the next couple of weeks, but you know, this is somebody as a person that you want in your organization and, and just to keep on, on, on going. And I, I, he made a point a little bit later on um, that, that he, you know, <laughs> outside of some expletives that he had, which was, I'm going to keep going. And I think, you know, again, it, it, and it feels like, uh, like the carrot is dangling a little bit far away right now, but if you can get him back to the kind of form that he has had over the last, you know, four, five, six games and be that guy, it changes the complexion of this team. And now, really what it turns to is, all right, what's next? I mean, you know, who who takes that mantle? And we talked a little bit about Cutter Crawford earlier on. I, I am of the opinion that Garrett Whitlock can be that. I, again, and he is, you feel better about his transition from starter to reliever uh, if he is in a situation where you've got Chris Sale backing him up, a healthy and good Chris Sale, but you're not in that situation in this exact moment. And so to, to, to look at what Whitlock has done over the course of, you know, in, in a smaller sample size in his starts, uh, this is somebody that is absolutely capable of doing it. The stuff is there. The quality of his stuff is there. Somebody told me a story uh, that had seen him in, in the Cape League. Uh, and he said, you know, when he was a teammate of his in the Cape League, and uh, basically he said, 
you know who the major leaguer on this team is going to be, and there were multiple major leaguers on this team. It was Garrett Whitlock. And this is, remember, the Rule 5 story and all of this. And, you know, even at that point, this was somebody who had the stuff to be a really, really good starter in, in the big leagues. And when the Red Sox signed him to that deal, they believed it too. And it is kind of to a point here where now it's about getting him to actually being that. And it, this was always true. This is a conversation you and I and, and we have all had over the last few months about what he could be in the starting rotation. But now there's urgency to it. Uh, now there is, you know, really like we need him to be that guy. And we'll see. Uh, over the next few weeks, although and I was really excited for tonight, really, because, you know, on the back of last night, on the, the frustration of the press conference that you just heard there, that Garrett Whitlock was going to be able to walk out of the first base dugout tonight and stand on the mound and say and give, you know, you a reason to believe he could be the ace against the best team in baseball. We'll have to wait till tomorrow for that. But I think tomorrow is a good day to find out you know, what he can be and, and and can he really truly take that mantle. And it's it's been a little bit in and out, right? His his first start of the year off the IL, he got this best team in baseball and he struggled. And then he turned around and threw and, and I really what I'm saying here, my belief in Garrett Whitlock truly does stem from from that April sixteenth start. And, and what he did against the Angels, the, the, that seven-inning, one-run ball where he was just throwing strikes, where the stuff was really good. And again, it's been a little bit in and out since. Thought a start in Arizona last week was pretty strong. The five innings, a one-run ball, and the command looking a lot more dialed in than what we're used to seeing uh, early on in his kind of his starter, uh, his starter world that he's lived in. But I, I do believe that if you had to point to one guy to take over and do the heavy lifting, it would be him. That said, that is not a shot at Tanner Houck. It is not a shot at the stuff that Brian Bayo possesses, and even what we've seen in spurts from James Paxton. But as as we have put it all night here, as has been said again and again, it's just a different team without Chris Sale. And that is what sits in your stomach uh, here today when you think about kind of what where this Red Sox team goes next and where it goes next is against the Tampa Bay Rays over the next three days, four games. Uh, again, two tomorrow, one on Sunday, and then the makeup of tonight's postponement at 4.05 p.m. on Monday afternoon. That was a, what was not going to be a game is now a game. So uh, mark your calendars, your radios uh, accordingly. Okay, we'll get to a break. We'll come back and we'll get you set up for those next few days. Last time to get your calls in as well, 617-779-7937. The text line at 37937. We're back in a moment. It's Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Last little breath here for me, for you, for Red Sox Review tonight. 
617-779-7937. Text line as well, 37937. Hop in. Lots to say. Taking your calls all night. Everybody's talking Chris Sale. Everybody's thinking Chris Sale. Everybody's feeling uh, everything there is to feel about that. We did some Celtics. We did some Bruins. Wide-ranging tonight on a, a Red Sox postponement. Again, uh, welcome back. Cooper Boardman with you. Red Sox review. If you don't know, now you know. Postponed tonight. Uh, it'll be two games tomorrow, which was a scheduled doubleheader. Sunday, a regular game. And then the makeup of tonight's rainout happens on Monday which is a 4.05 start on Monday from Fenway Park. And uh, actually, uh, we we do have an idea of uh, of what the rotation is going to be. Uh, Pete Abraham from Boston Globe tweeted this out just a little bit uh, earlier ago. Uh, The plan is tomorrow, so two games in the doubleheader. It'll be Garrett Whitlock in game one. That's a 1.10 start. Then in game two, Currently listed as TBD, uh, a 6'10 start. He says likely Corey Kluber. So that is uh, that is the return of Kluber, Tanner Houck on Sunday. And then uh, Monday will be Brian Bayo. It is interesting, and somebody was tweeting at Pete about this. I saw this on the text line as well um, about why keeping Kluber in the rotation. Why not just bump Houck up and then go to Paxton on Monday? Uh, and, and I think the the answer, and Pete said this too, and is is pretty simple: is that like they got to get uh, Kluber to pitch. I mean, he had taken paternity leave; he's not pitched since the twenty first, which was out on the West Coast, and so they, they got to get him out there and, and just kind of you know put him there. And again, uh, I know much has been made about all these different rotation guys that the Red Sox have, who's in, who's out, who's who, who, who can pitch short, who can pitch long, who wants to be in the bullpen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reality is, is you just got to, uh, you, you have that backup after Chris Sale. And again, people want to say, you know, what they want to say about this management and all of that. They went out and got a lot of starters because they had an understanding that something like what happened to Chris Sale last night, what we've learned today could happen. And now it's about, can those guys be the guys that they hoped that they could be? And Corey Kluber, I think, in Game 2 tomorrow night is a wonderful example of it, of somebody who, for the team that they're going to play tomorrow, through so many strikes, just has not been the elite strike thrower that he was last year. If he can be some semblance of that, he has. He, I, I think he can be that. I, I think he can be that guy again. I, you know, I think he can be at, at least significantly. I, I know this is kind of a bare minimum, but significantly more effective than the six two six ERA that we've seen to this point. Uh, you know, again, it's it's about strike throwing. Easy for me to sit here and say. A lot harder to do going out tomorrow night against the team that he's going to face tomorrow night, but. That is just something to be said. And so, again, Red Sox rotation sets up as Whitlock in Game 1 tomorrow, uh, likely Kluber in Game 2 tomorrow, Tanner Houck on Sunday, and then Brian Bayo on Monday uh, for Alex Cora and this team. And, you know, it, it starts the gauntlet here. And as, as we wrap it up, if you know me, you know this is kind of the, the time of the night where I'll give you my, my big takeaways as we roll you up till 10 p.m. here tonight and just – uh, well, well, there's not a lot to take away from the field, which has had that big bean boot tarp on it all night long. There's plenty to take away. And I, I think you know what I'm thinking about right now 
is 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 so much about this month of June, and it's a natural time to do it as the calendar turns to just kind of look forward. You know, the Red Sox, April versus May, really when you look at it, and I'm not talking about the record right now. I'm talking about the underlying stuff, the way that they hit, the way that they got on base, the power, um, the the bullpen, the, the, the strike throwing is a good example of it. It's so on and so on. The difference between April and May in the underlying stuff was not that big. What was big was the record. And what it does boil down to is in April, a lot of those breaks came their way. Thinking about the, the Orioles game that they had no business winning that was dropped. And then uh, the, the ball was dropped and then the home run went and so on and so on. Uh, I'm thinking about you know April where it was just kind of win after win after win that you know, truly victory out of the jaws of defeat. And then in May, which was in many ways the complete opposite of that, where it felt like every game that was close just didn't go their way. Thinking about those two games against the Cardinals on that, what was that, a Friday and Saturday night, a two-run and then a one-run loss. Uh, you know, thinking about the games in Anaheim, the the one-run loss there, the shutout the night, uh, you know, a night later, and all of that, where the tight margin and a team that is trying to win in the margins right now did not get the benefit of those margins. So all of that is to say, as you turn towards June and you look at this schedule, and the Red Sox are going to play the Yankees six times in this month. They're going to play the Rays four times in this month. They're going to see the Blue Jays at the end of the month carrying them into July. And that's not even to begin uh, you know, all of the other teams that they're going to play. They're going to see the Guardians. They're going to see the White Sox. They're going to see the Twins. All of this in this month. This is a team that when you look at you know, at this point, has it all in front of them. They've not played their way out of anything on the litmus test Memorial Day. They've not played their way into anything on the litmus test of Memorial Day either. And I think in 10 days, 11 days, 12 days, you're going to have a really good idea of where this team is going to end up. It's not to say that it can't change in a big-time way in July and August, and there's plenty of games beyond it. But this really does kind of feel like you're standing on the edge and it's going to go one of two ways. And, and Brad Foe, we were laughing earlier about that there's a, the, the fork in the road, right? And it feels like the Red Sox have had a lot of kind of fork in the road. And I, I made the point, I feel like they've done a really good job of taking that fork and kicking it down the road a little bit. You know, it, 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 they have not, and it's obviously you would like them to take the path of, of win and win and win. But they haven't taken the path of, of, of losses piled upon losses. And so they continue to hover around 500. They continue to be within games of a postseason spot. They continue to compete in a division that I, there are not many teams in baseball. I mean, the Red Sox, just, uh, just for a, a, a semblance of perspective here at 29 and 27, would be in second place in the AL Central, one game behind the Minnesota Twins, who they will see in the month of June. They would be uh, in in third place with Seattle in the American League West. They would uh, be within breaths of a postseason spot right behind Houston and Texas, who is playing otherworldly. I mean, they're, they're four games behind the vaunted Astros, and that's in the American League. That's even before you get into the NL 
and the the abomination that the NL Central has been, and the and the West that has you know kind of started to really take off with the Diamondbacks playing well, and so they're here. The the fork in the road, the, the all of that, whatever you want to call it, is is right there. And now it, again in these next, I, I really do believe in the next ten to fifteen days, like. It will be a fork either way. I, d- I just don't see us sitting here in, in, in a few weeks' time wondering, like, what is this team? Because you're going to get the Rays for four. You're going to get the Guardians, who are a desperate team, who are not playing well, who who are, are you know trying to keep pace in a division where the Twins have picked it up just a little bit. You're going to see the Yankees, three here, three there six times against that team which right now is playing really good baseball they've been good over the last you know basically two three weeks although i you know they're dealing with their injury stuff as well that team right now is in third place and is is playing good enough baseball to probably be better than it you know they're playing desperate baseball how do you end up with them then you've got a chance with the rockies to to try to roll through them before you end up seeing uh, everybody in the central and so this schedule sets up to to really find out, and it, it, I think you know I'm not gonna I don't know because Chris Sale said it I don't know. You're probably seeing at least some of that stretch without Chris Sale. You certainly are over the next four or five days, and certainly the next fifteen days as well. But who is it in this rotation that that really does find its way back? Adam Duvall is on the men. That's another one of the big takeaways tonight. He homered tonight for the Worcester Red Sox at AAA, a, a ball that went 401 feet and a swing that you would like to see at Fenway Park very, very soon. Christian Arroyo is on his way back. And now it's about where those guys kind of fit into this team. There are going to be some moves to be made in the lineup as well, and, uh, and we'll see. Uh, but I think the offense as it stands in this exact moment uh, – I have no problem with kind of where it's at. I know there have been points where there have been struggles. Uh, the West Coast showed that a little bit in those games in Anaheim. The offense is not what is the biggest concern about this team. That is not the thing that I look at and, and kind of wonder what it's going to give on a night-in, night-out basis. I think over 162, and I, I really do think if you look at last year and some of the struggles last year, it wasn't about the offense. It's why, as we were talking about earlier with a couple of the callers, why Tristan Costas is able to, you know, why they're able to have him in there consistently, you know, it is if you look at kind of what he's done They've been able to protect him with the guys around it. Kike Hernandez, those big swings uh, last night against the Cincinnati Reds. You know, if he could come around, it would obviously be a huge boon uh, to this team. But it really is about this rotation. It has always all been about this rotation. And we are about to get our answers over the next 10 days. And it's about what Corey Kluber can give you, for example, tomorrow. If Garrett Whitlock can be. Uh, you know, somebody among that conversation, can Garrett Whitlock be that guy? Can James Paxton continue to have the stuff that he's had but do more with it? Brian Bayo obviously finding his footing, and that's before you start, even start talking about a guy that I haven't even talked about enough tonight, which is Tanner Houck, who's been really good in spurts as well. Uh, and then you figure out Nick Pavetta on the other end of that uh, as well. A lot of names, not a lot of answers, but that's what we got for you uh, tonight. 
All right. Hey, uh, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, appreciate it. It's been a long night of rain and fun. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as we had. Uh, we are back on the air with you tomorrow. Remember, doubleheader, 110 game one, 610 game two, Sunday at 110, Monday at 405. Of course, this is the spot to hear it now and always uh, on the Red Sox radio network and uh, WEEI as well. Big thanks to Doug Lane. Big thanks to Bridget Prue. Huge thanks to Stiz back at our WEEI studios. I'm Cooper Boardman. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.